1: Hey, Derek here. This week's episode is all about street names, particularly in Dublin, but in Ireland in general. Pattern and I are going to talk about problematic names, the value of names as historical markers or as historical discussion pieces, the importance of local heroes, and the red tape associated with bylaws for naming and renaming streets. We'll be right back after this message. This week's episode of Mother Folklore is made possible by the generous support of our supporters on Patreon, supporters like David Carroll and Andrew Regan. Mila Puigas, David is Andrew. Patreon supporters enjoy a number of benefits. One of our bonus offerings is live stream Q&A sessions with past motherfucker Contributors. Recently we chatted with our latest guest, Maeve McDade, who even had more to say about football, along with sharing some other thoughts about living in England as an Irish woman obviously I recognise my migration as being something a lot more significant than kind of moving from like Sheffield to London you know I'm I'm coming from Mm. a different country a different place with different values and different ideas and it it came up for me particularly during the repeal movement whenever lots of Irish people were talking about the legality of abortion in the UK and us having to go well actually it's not legal in the UK and it was a massive surprise to a lot of particularly people in England, that within the UK abortion was still illegal, and that got me really thinking about the importance of language and being specific and correct about the language that we're using. So that was Maeve. It's a good one. Hope you enjoy. <laughs> The of Podcast Network. Welcome to Folklore Podcast. Out words, Irish, Irish words, and words from Ireland. I, I'm Tara Cushey, and
0: I'm Pádraig are
1: Hey, you getting on, Pater.
0: Yeah, good, absolutely. You. Um, uh, you know, planning my next trip to a green list country. I <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, enjoying enjoying the time at home, trying to make the best of a bad situation. We will look back in future years at this lockdown and you know i think i think it's 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 up to us really to try and find what positives we can at the moment Uh, because it's really really tough it's tough on a lot of people i'm lucky i've got my family around me it's it's good but uh you know it's tough for a lot of people so i think we should try and find the positives where we can
1: how are you I do okay. I, I do miss kind of going into the city centre every day. Uh, I I do love Dublin very much, and but it's um, I suppose at the same time we are grateful to be at home, and for my my children and my wife to be well. Since we last recorded, Paddy, uh, we Ireland lost one of its uh, one of its greatest sons.
0: Yeah, John Hume, um, a massive, massive loss to people uh, of this island. Um, an incredible hero to so many people. I met him a couple of times because uh, he was uh, one of the most famous uh, alumni of uh, Maynooth University where I went. Um, mm-hmm. So I actually met him at like honorary conferrings. And when when we named a building after him and named a scholarship after him and his wife, Pat, he was at a couple of ceremonies and I uh, I got a gig serving booze at them and oh. yeah i got to meet him and had a conversation with him very very briefly but like what a talent he had to just make you feel like the most important person in the room he he was really he was he was funny he was uh warm uh, kind of acerbic as well like he, mm-hmm. he, he was sarcastic but uh very witty and yeah just just an incredible person a big big hero of mine and and we are we are much the worse for his loss like mm-hmm. are you ever on him
1: exactly uh we were, we are definitely worse for his loss and may his memory be a blessing it's something that was already being discussed in the um in the weeks beforehand in the context of the black lives matter protests around the world was um while well, we don't have a lot of statues in dublin particularly we we have a lot of maybe street names maybe that people have um have a disconnect from and it did occur when, upon john Hume's passing people said well why do not we have a, a street in Dublin named after uh John Hume and we do already have a Hume street but it's a different Hume yeah but I was suggested that you know we you've got um, Parnell Square and O'Connell Street and Westmoreland Streets right before it and having three streets in a row named after three kind of great kind of um peaceful leaders would w- would feel very significant and powerful and it was, it was something that came up and then people were saying who is Westmoreland anyway Ah,
0: yeah, that's a that's a good question. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it is of course um, the Earl of Westmoreland, because a lot of these streets that are named uh, in Dublin, um, they are they're not named for people's um, surnames. Mm-hmm. The funny exception being um, Hume Street. Uh, which is located between Eli Place and Stevens Green. It doesn't really have anything on it except a couple of buildings. I think there's a one of the big recruiting companies has its headquarters there. It's named after Sir Gustavus Hume because he was Baronet Hume. Um, yeah. So, but normally, um, you know, it was named after somebody's title. So that's why you have Westmoreland Street after the the Earl of uh, Westmoreland. Uh, you have. Uh, Anglesey Street after the Earl of Anglesey um, yeah. you know and yeah in in particular the Westmoreland Street is named after a guy called John Fane uh, who was Lord Burgish until 1774 and then was uh, made uh, Earl of Westmoreland uh, succeeding to the earldom after his father died um, and then in 1789 he was made postmaster General and then uh in 17 when was it 1789 as well he was uh, also made lord lieutenant of ireland and he was lord lieutenant of ireland for uh 5 years so i mean this is a street that is named after basically the colonial administrator um, yeah. so yeah it's kind of a hangover
1: you know very much so and it's it's funny that when in the early days of the Free State like uh, obviously Sackville Street was renamed and Brunswick Street was named out and became Pierce Street and Westmoreland somehow escaped the chop at the time
0: yeah I think it's kind of um, I don't know what it was did we just run out of like Patriot Dead to name things after or did we just decide that Fane was sort of less of a baddie than the Mm -hmm. rest of them I mean (laughs) I don't know I don't know why exactly um Brunswick Street was chosen you know for 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 renaming um mm-hmm. it was i mean it was called Great Brunswick Street because it was named after like the house of Brunswick-Lüneburg the, the 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 royal house that king george had descended from um yeah. but i mean i don't know why that's different you know you can name that after um you know pork and william pierce that's great that's fantastic but i don't know why you wouldn't rename Westmoreland Street. But I think in the 21st century, we just get into this, um, we get into this weird sort of dynamic where we look at things and the same thing uh, it, same thing happens in the US where they're, they're having the debates about the statues and they're, you know, even in Britain where they're pulling down statues of slave owners and all that. You get the most reasonable people, just the most uh, upstanding citizens looking at this and going, why would we rename that? Why would we take it down? It's always been there. And that, that's a yeah. very, very powerful driving force, like, that we, um, we, 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 but we've always had it that Why would we do it any differently? Why wouldn't we, man? Let's chop yeah. and change.
1: It is. It's it's a funny one, and then you I suppose you, you get used to things. And one of the things particularly about statues is they they basically they do declare their own importance and and obviously and street names, you generally wait for the whole idea of naming a street after someone is that it's not going to change very easily. That people you want people to know who this person is in 100 in 200 years time. On the other hand, people say, How how often do you learn something from a street? And I'd say if in your home in your hometown you learn a bit about what um, the history of your local area maybe but maybe not so much in the capital city and i'd say while brunswick street had a direct connection with the pierces because they grew up there uh maybe maybe chances are no one was living in westmoreland street who had a connect none of the rising leaders had a connection to that particular street because it's very small and it's mostly a mm-hmm. thoroughfare and uh, whereas as opposed to maybe um like O'Connell street being the idea was it was it was urgently significant and they wanted it to be um that particular name
0: yeah yeah i mean i suppose but like the sackville thing like the a lot of the streets in dublin like they're 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 named after not so much the colonial oppressors or, or the administrators but they're named after wealthy landowners yeah. from when dublin started to become a modern european city so in and around the um the the what, the 17th century I suppose you started to see a lot of these streets form and in the case of, we still have Sackville Place, we don't have Sackville Street anymore yeah. but Sackville Place just leading off O'Connell Street is named after um, a wealthy landowner in the city who was the son-in-law of one of the wealthiest and vainest landowners, uh, Henry Moore yeah. um, after whom we at one stage in Dublin had a staggering five streets named directly after.
1: After Henry Moore um,
0: after Henry Moore, yeah. So, I mean, this guy, uh, I, and first of all, shout out to a, a brilliant uh, history blog called Come Here to Me, all about Dublin's folk history. Mm. Um, a good friend of mine, Donald Fallon, was one of the historians working on that blog. It's kind of on hiatus now at the moment. Donal is concentrating on, on uh, podcasting and other um, new projects. Uh, but they signposted me, if you'll pardon the pun, to this blog called mm. Wide and Convenient Streets of Dublin. And I learned all about uh, this thoroughfare that we used to have in Dublin called of Lane.
1: of Lane. Which is
0: one of... Of Lane, Mm -hmm. yeah, O-F, like of. It's one of the strangest ones. But there was this chap who bought a bunch of land. As he bought a bunch of land, he he was an adventurer. He's a planter. He came over with the Royalist armies um, and fought in the the wars of of the the Irish um, Confederacy. Uh, And uh, his name was Henry Moore, and he was made Earl of Drogheda. So the dude's name and title was Henry Moore, Earl of Drogheda. (laughs) And from that, we got Henry Street, Moore Street, Uh, North Earl Street, which was originally just Earl Street, and Drogheda Street, which used to be the bottom half of O'Connell Street. So you had Sackville Street came down as far as Abbey Street. Mm -hmm. Then you had a much narrower street called um, Drogheda Street that went down to the river. And then there was this little tiny connecting um, alleyway between two of the streets and he called it Ove Lane. So like this vein... (laughs) Gobshite, <laughs> decided to name Streets of Dublin after every single one of the elements of his name. So we had an off lane. Now, we still have Henry Street. We still have Moore Street. We still have North Earl Street. Yeah. Um, but like, it's, yeah, it's, it's it's mad. Like, these guys just came in. Now, like this is not like, this is not a case of, you know, um, people having streets named after them for something amazing that they've done like the debate is now at the moment like, like mm-hmm. we're talking about with Hume or, or like it was with O'Connell Street and Parnell Street and Pierce Street and you know all of the other ones where, where we took it on ourselves to rename these streets yeah. these were guys who came in and was like no I own this land I'm fucking saying what it's called and that's where we get Sackville Place and that's where we get Jervis Street after Humphrey Jervis a wealthy landowner former Lord Mayor of Dublin mm-hmm. you know that's where we get so many of these um these street names and and like what is our connection to them why why are we still why are we still calling them this why would we not no hmm give the place a new
1: name and you raise a point there in that these, these were named initially after these kind of wealthy landowners and then uh, since then maybe some of the names have taken on their own significance and i'm thinking especially moore street is a part of dublin has a very specific kind of a personality it has very people have a strong connection i think ch- renaming moore street would probably get a certain amount of resistance and it doesn't it, it stopped belonging to henry moore a long time ago and it started very much belonging to uh to it became very much dublin whereas um henry street I, yeah. I i dare say you you could stand on Henry Street and ask a hundred people who what Henry is named after and I surprised you you got one
0: Nah, so they probably think one of the kings or something yeah. like that, you know, King Henry VIII or one of those. But yeah, you're right. Like sometimes it just, like, I know that there's that strong argument of like, it's always been that way. But then sometimes you try and imagine, like, could you imagine Grafton Street being anything but Grafton Street? Yeah. yeah like And yet it's named after a chap called Henry Fitzroy, who was the illegitimate son of King Charles II. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like Dawson Street. Dawson Street is Dawson Street. The mansion house is on Dawson Street, named after a wealthy family who bought land in the area. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, it's like these, they're so ingrained, like, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's unbelievable. Like, so like Joshua Dawson was a, a city architect, yeah. had a load of land and laid out, laid out Anne Street, laid out Harry Street, Dawson Street, all named after members of his family and then sold a bit of land to um Henry Fitzroy, uh, the son of Charles II and his family and it became Grafton Street and it's just... Yeah, like we, we we know these places, we love these places, but like, yeah. why, why did we miss the opportunity to start calling them really cool shit? Yeah. You know, a hundred
1: years ago. Absolutely, no. It's 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 certainly a conversation worth having, and I know. I mean. That on one level, you it's it, there's something nice about returning to a city and seeing things are the same, and it can be traumatic. Some people find it very surprising. Um, Marians in her book *Persopolis* about kind of um about growing up in in Iran and coming back, living in Austria for a while as a teenager, coming back during all the the various wars and conflicts that happened there talked about how kind of uh, all the street names had changed. They were just being renamed named after martyrs. And then there were so many martyrs that their the names became, they got renamed again and again and again. And how some of, some of those renamings can, can actually lead to people using the old names. Like, I I remember that uh, there was um, a cafe in, in Belfield in UCD. It officially was called Finnegan's Break. Hmm. Uh was he? Yeah, correct. Right. But everyone called it Helpers. And the idea was that if somebody was was referring to it as Finnegan's Break, it meant they were either a visitor or a first year. And that everyone locally called it Helpers, because that's the name the name it was. And I think there were there may have been some kind of a, a down with change attitudes to when when it became called Finnegan's Break. So maybe some people thought it was tacky. I think they may have put an apostrophe between the N and the S, which showing that the person making the Joyce reference wasn't um what well, wasn't as I <laughs> uh, wasn't as conscious of maybe Joyce's feelings or not, but it was. Uh, oh my
0: god! So like the coding is everywhere. Yeah, the coding yeah.
1: is everywhere, <laughs> and then <laughs> so then and then you think about possibly there are. I remember meeting a um when I was doing a job interview. What there there for a company? The receptionist was from Russia, and she said, you know that um you know that she was from St was Petersburg and St Petersburg was Leningrad wasn't it or was that Stalingrad it
0: was yeah yeah St Petersburg was Leningrad and she said it was Petrograd and that was St Petersburg
1: again and then she said yeah that, that she um she's from St Petersburg but she didn't miss St Petersburg she missed Leningrad and that's what she was saying <laughs> you know she made this very point and on one level there is a risk or that renaming a street is it's one of these moments when they say about, about culture e- and eating strategy for breakfast that people will still use the old name, um, in some cases if they really like it, and it's worth kind of being conscious of that I think if you if you named More Street or, or Hearn Street or something, people would <laughs> would, would con- of all the choices, <laughs> yeah, they would they would continue to call it More Street. Whereas I dare say there's some other streets wh- which you know are ripe for reconsidering
0: yeah and and they're kind of the ones that aren't burned into the dublin consciousness like the ones that don't have songs written about them like you're not going to rename raglan road or grafton street mm-hmm. you know um but there are loads of streets that are named after people that we really i don't know if we should be celebrating like there's mm-hmm. there's there's two two lord lieutenants in a row that were responsible for the um the british response to the 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 Gerta moore the great potato famine the great hunger mm-hmm. um uh, like baron hatesbury and baron besperra so like why would we still have um you know hatesbury street and and avenue and Bessborough place yeah why wouldn't we think about like and again nobody knows where hatesbury street is yeah so why would you why would you not Uh, get rid of it
1: and also I think one of the things I remember when there was a discussion about um, when they were building a new bridge and they they built a few new bridges and some of them were were named after writers and there was you know there's a discussion in the paper but I actually felt that while people don't learn much history from the existing street names necessarily Dublin City Councils engagement engaged with citizens uh, to find out who to name a bridge after actually did lead to some very interesting discussion and the Rosie Hackett Bridge Rosie Hackett is someone who was very important in Dublin history. Who might have, you know, people who deserve to be more well known. The discussion was was very useful. Even the people who who knew who this bridge nearly got named after, having them being discussed in the national mm. in the national media for a few weeks, that was definitely useful. Probably led to some people doing uh, leaving certain history projects and or other work on these people who, who might not otherwise be remembered.
0: Or even just looking them up on Wikipedia or even adding to their Wikipedia articles, doing mm. a bit of research and helping out. Like, it's its great. Uh, I actually had a letter in the Irish Times, a letter published in the Irish Times about that bridge. Oh, did you? Um, yeah, I did, because there was a lot of discussion as to whether or not it should be named after uh, one of Ireland's greatest Olympians, Katie Taylor. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, so I took the opportunity to write to the Irish Times and say, am I the only one that doesn't want to cross Katie Taylor? <laughs> <laughs> you know she's got that she's got that mean right hook down across her damn right um, yeah that was just a shite joke but um, I'm a no, big fan of, of it being named after Rosie Hackett like mm-hmm. for so many reasons um, the role of women in the in the Easter Rising and the War of Independence while it's probably not fair to say it's completely downplayed because everyone has heard of Constance Markovich, yeah. there are certainly loads of people who are involved in the Rising like 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 Kathleen Lynn uh, and and others who, whose role has been slightly downplayed and maybe just sort of pushed to one side and and, you know many of us are familiar with that famous picture of uh, Pierce uh, where it had been sort of I don't want to say photoshopped but it had been airbrushed to make it look like you know it was was Pierce standing on his own um, you know surrendering um, as opposed to you know, the original one which the original photo which included Elizabeth O'Farrell who carried the surrender. So seeing Rosie Hackett on her for that. Also the role of the trade union movement and and, and her importance to the trade union and, and just the fact that we just didn't have enough bridges named after women. You know, it's yeah. I think well, it we didn't have any. It great. But one thing we have to be very, very clear about mm. is they should really only be named after people who have
1: already died and this is the this is one of the rules and obviously so one of the rules is that the Dublin city council has some bylaws in respect of naming of streets um, squares and statues and one of them is either 20 years dead or a centenary of their birth
0: yeah Whichever whichever one is um, whichever one is soonest.
1: Yeah. So if you if say so in this case for if we were considering John Hume, it would take another maybe seventeen years, I think, to before we could consider uh, a street being named after him.
0: Um, Yeah, it would take that. I just need to just very quickly look up John Hume's date of birth. Thirty seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would. It will take another seventeen years. You're dead right. Yeah, I I mean I know obviously like Dublin city councillors could could pass a motion to change that bylaw, um, either on a one-off or or, yeah. or an ongoing basis. I think I don't know what it is. I think I think we, we we kind of get into a rush to commemorate and celebrate things really really quickly as well. Like this is- John Hume's legacy won't go away. Yeah. And it's kind of okay if we put in place plans to celebrate it more at some stage into the future. It'd be lovely to see something sooner rather than later, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if the street name rules say we have to wait 17 years, grand, grand, that's great. And then let's rename Westmoreland Street or Hatesbury Street or Bessborough Place mm-hmm. or, God, there's so many of them, there, you know.
1: <laughs> there are. And... Anglesey
0: Road. <laughs> like this...
1: Anglesey Road actually brings up another point on naming, which we will return to after this short break. When it comes to understanding political issues, I am a self-confessed toddler. That's why I've enlisted the help of Steve, my politically savvy drinking buddy, to help me better understand politics. Every couple of weeks, we get together and record on topics like what is the politics of language? What is Watergate? How the internet is killing democracy? We take these big issues and we break them down into silly little comedic bite-sized bits. If you like the sound of that, then search for What Am Politics in your podcast app of choice, or find us here on the Headstuff Podcast Network. Something where a renaming has happened has been renaming of sports stadiums. Yeah. And that's, yeah, and that, oh, there's yeah. a nasty taste to that. And I think for most people, like Anglesey Road, they don't think of maybe, maybe you're lucky enough to maybe move in smooth circles and you're lucky enough to have a friend who's, who's wealthy enough to live there. But for most people, I think they think of it as a sports ground there. And possibly, that yeah, it, it could be up for discussion. But I think having a discussion about it because, like most street names in Dublin aren't named after someone who did something great for the city, and I think the other by bylaws suggest that they obviously Dublin's the capital city, so somebody someone who's done something great for Ireland can be considered for a, a yeah. Dublin street name. Whereas generally, I think it's yeah, it's a connection to the city in particular, and there you know there are other cities in Ireland. I mean, see, Limerick and Cork have street names too. We're just talking about Dublin because because um, that's our narrow
0: frame of reference. Well, it, and to be fair, I think Dublin has. A lot of street names that are named after, you know, questionable individuals that we might think about sort of
1: decommemorating. The park in Marion Square is officially that is named after a bishop. Am I right? You must be okay. if you said it. But, but no one calls it that. <laughs> Nobody calls it that. In fact, oh yeah, okay. officially okay. married the park in Marion Square with the beautiful statue of Oscar Wilde and is actually Archbishop Ryan Park. But very few people call it that.
0: Well, yeah, because like Archbishop Dermot Ryan was very heavily criticised in the the Murphy report,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, which was uh, the report con- conducted by the government into the sexual abuse scandal in the diocese of Dublin. So I mean, this is one of the downsides of naming, um, you know, of naming the park, um, Haste after someone who's who's not. <laughs> you know, it was, it was not dead long enough. Uh, Dermot Ryan um, gave the people of Dublin a public park on a site earmarked for a cathedral. Um, So the land at Marion Square was officially a gift from the Archbishop oh. to the city of Dublin.
1: But um, but on the condition it was named after him.
0: <laughs> well, I don't know. It was named after him in his honour, all right. Yeah. yeah. When it was handed over. um. But yeah, I have no, I have absolutely no idea if, um, if, if it was named after immediately or, I mean, he died the following year after it was handed over to the, um, to the, to, to, uh, to Dublin City Council. Huh. But like, there's a reason you have to wait X amount of years these days yeah. before, after someone's death, because you, you never know what's going to emerge. Like the, and turns out he was very complicit and involved in the cover up of sexual abuse in the diocese, so. And we, we no nobody nobody's going to call it. Uh, so in September twenty ten, after uh, the Murphy report, the city council officially voted to rename it Marion Square Park. Mm-hmm. So the park in Marion Square is Marion Square Park.
1: I think that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. That's I think that's um yeah, and and certainly it's it's a very factual name. It's not maybe like they named it after someone else. And I think we all know that the, often there can be an outpouring of grief for someone who turns out. After the fact, I'm obviously thinking of Jimmy Savile, who almost certainly would have had a street named after him isn't in Sheffield, as far well as it leads. But yeah, so it, it, there's no harm waiting a couple of years uh, in, in many of these cases. One, something that maybe I, I think that there's, there are people who are connected to Dublin and uh, maybe Dublin's culture, it, it, its image of itself. We don't go mad for naming people. Things after politicians, even even Griffith Avenue, I suppose, is the um, like Arthur Griffith had some some you know views which have not aged well, and probably and frankly weren't great at the time either. But um, but I suppose the uh, Collins Avenue and Griffith Avenue, there's a kind of there's a symmetry to them. Uh, There's an intentional symmetry to them. I think they they was the, the plan was to have these kinds of Parisian avenues all across the north side. It would have been nice, wouldn't it? (laughs) <laughs> it would have been nice but again it's at the I think it, it's it's one of these things maybe in the, in the 1920s there they, they was they started out with some big ideas and then they said ah, fuck it <laughs> ran out of money <laughs> but but one um yeah. one thing I would like and I think say look for a lot of people like Ulysses by James Joyce and Dublin are so intimately connected often people you, you ask you to name things or name what's so great about Dublin Ulysses does come up very quickly and there's a real danger in thinking of you, know, of, you know, Joyce kind of doing this thing all on his own and, you know, taking these great risks to create this masterpiece. But obviously, the mural season was made possible by people around him, friends, business associates who took great risks to financially and for their personal safety to make it happen. And like Sylvia Beach from Shakespeare and Company and her partner. And her um, Adrienne Monnier, They they published Adrian Monnier published the French edition of Ulysses, and Sylvia Beach mm-hmm. again risked um, was an American expat and g- risks getting himself in trouble with Amer- with with the American authorities. Given there was it was banned at the time there, they they put themselves in a lot and uh, I guess personal danger to make Ulysses happen. And they were po- possibly not not r- 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 not compensated very well by the by the Joyce.
0: They were absolutely hung out to dry by Joyce. Yeah, they were absolutely hung out to dry, uh, and I think Joyce's um, Joyce's attitude towards them was it was so bad. But it was it was it, it was in stark contrast by the way Beach discussed it afterwards mm-hmm. when somebody asked her like are you not annoyed that that James Joyce has basically left you <laughs> left you at at a considerable financial disadvantage and gone on to reap the rewards of his his great book and she just sort of said well you know at the end of the day the baby belongs to the mother not the midwife yeah. And that was very, which I thought was very gracious. Incredibly
1: gracious. So gracious, so that maybe we, we should maybe commemorate her, this graciousness, as being as important. I mean, midwives are important too. And maybe, you know, have like, and I would love the idea. If, you know, if I had my druthers, I would love to have there was that in the capital city of Dublin where Ulysses said that there was a Sylvia Beach street that crossed an Adrian Monnier street. I love the idea that kids, children who were growing up gay in Dublin knew that there is um, a junction of, of two streets for people who are in love with each other. It's actually commemorating the actual architecture of the city.
0: Yeah, it'd be nice. And, and it'd be better than how we treated James Joyce uh, in his street name, which, <laughs> yeah. you know there's a you know, there's a James Joyce street. I don't know where it is, though. Uh Ah, you see, it uh, runs close to uh, Foley Street uh, up in the north. Oh, I I do know it. It's, It's near Monto. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. Foley Street <laughs> is the renamed uh, Montgomery Street, which was renamed not because of anything uh, the erstwhile Montgomery had done, but the fact is that Monto or Nighttown, as Joyce called it, had entered the vernacular as the largest red light district in Europe. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> not a not a thing Catholic Ireland wanted. So they renamed it Foley Street. But there was a place running nearby called Faithful Place, <laughs> uh, which I thought was just a lovely little irony that right next to Monto was Faithful Place yes um, but the anyway yeah so that was renamed um, James Joyce Street uh, during the, um, the 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 rebuilding and the gentrification of the north side of Dublin um, so yeah um, right next to the world's big, or Europe's biggest red light district uh, was James Joyce uh, street and of course if you read ulysses if you've read ulysses there is obviously the mention of visiting a sex worker is in there so it's kind of appropriate but yeah i certainly would like to see monier beach treated a little bit better
1: than that i would like that too and uh, we raised there the, the the g word which um there's um sometimes the motives for renaming things are you know are honorable they're corrective they are part of a public discussion and they're they're part of kind of the larger cultural projects of of a city of a city council of a municipality other times they uh, can lead into gentrification too Rebranding a an area that's that had that's been seen to have problems. I'm thinking of kind of a, of Celtic Tiger housing estates around, f- but calling. It f- oh, sorry, maybe I shouldn't name my particular estates, but <laughs> but um the, in Finglas and in Neilstown and in some other areas that maybe the idea was that you could you you could get kind of a middle class first time buyer twenty something buyers to buying in a place that, that wouldn't you kind know, of terrify their parents you know and yeah and that's actually and probably is ultimately counterproductive in that you're you're having people who don't really want to stay in the area um who are moving to a place that's and you know that's that's giving itself a separate identity for
0: yeah bad and it's all it's all like the branding like you know what i mean like and it's 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 ridiculous like have you heard of sobo i don't know if you heard of sobo mm-hmm. um but basically There was an estate agent who wanted to flog a patch of land in the South Dublin Docklands. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they renamed this area Sobo for South of Beckett O'Casey because it's (laughs) south south of the Samuel Beckett Bridge and south of the Sean O'Casey Bridge. And so we ended up with Sobo, uh, which is, I think everyone in the universe can agree, a massive crock of shit.
1: They did. I remember that they were briefly trying to market the um, the kind of the, those cool streets um, around, kind of from Georgia Street down to um, South William and all these other places as Soda, south of South of Dame Street. Ugh. Yeah, but it's it, yeah. it feels very. I guess it feels very forced New Yorky and and also they, they tried to um, they to re- rebrand the Liberties as Soho, south of Houston Station huge Hew- <laughs> so I mean
0: I think the most egregious the most egregious one that sticks out in mind though is like the, the Dublin Business Improvement District or, or Dublin Town as it's known putting up replacing the, the beloved um Connor sign on Grafton Street last Christmas with uh Welcome to Grafton Quarter or something to that effect. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, of course, when they got a bit of criticism over, and like, let's be fair, mm. like the sign needed to be replaced. It was in, it was in a nap, like it had been falling apart for many years. Yeah. so it got, it got, it got sort of. Rege- re- re- redone on and shifted around the corner to Harry Street, where it looks really, really nice at Christmas time. Yeah. But it was not that; it was the doubling down. It was the sort of like, well, "What are you talking about?" Loads of people call it Grafton Quarter. All the cool kids are calling it Grafton Quarter <laughs> these days. That that was where they opened themselves up to
1: a little bit of a uh, little bit of criticism. Yeah, I'll say, God, that was a it was it was very misjudged, and that that sign is so beloved and but yeah the i think we're we're agreed that like for like the renaming or re, rebranding of kind of districts for commercial reasons but is obviously a wary thing, but I do think that. Yeah, you don't want maybe just suddenly like go and I'm renaming rampage. But I think possibly if, you, if they said maybe uh, if a council said yes, we are open to taking suggestions for renaming the following streets maybe one a year in the next over the next ten years, having it as part of it's something along the lines of the one city one book part of the city's kind of cultural outreach and discussion of a way of getting history to being rediscussed, current affairs to be discussed. And- that's a that's a
0: great idea. That's a fantastic idea. Pick a street named after someone relatively unsavoury,
1: yeah.
0: and uh, and yeah, let's let's do it. Let's once a decade. Let's let's bring up some street names. Yeah, so excellent. Idea,
1: yeah, so let's that we, do e- each year maybe another street is up for consideration. And it might very well be the case that people say, you know what, you rename your Street over our dead bodies, and you know, I I, I would absolutely respect that. And if was hundred
0: percent, like yeah, and if was, so don't, don't yeah. take don't take Grafton Street from me now. It's my name. Mm-hmm.
1: Because yeah, and I mean I know like say and yes, you, you find sometimes that. You, there are street names got up in song lyrics and I'm thinking yes, obviously Raglan Road is a is a we, we love Raglan Road and we love the fact that and the streets named that would the song lose some impact if, or would it change things if the street was named because I'm thinking The Twang Man is another song I enjoy and he talks about the Carlisle Bridge in it
0: which is, of course, renamed yes. since. Absolutely,
1: yeah. And but yeah, and so I think I think
0: uh, half of half of the well, I think all the place names in the Twang Man are, are gone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, were, were they already gone at the time when that song was writ? <laughs> to use the, the that, to use the term of the of the Twang Man. So come listen to me story. It concerns a fine young man when the militia wasn't wanting. He sold rope and twang. Um, he had a he
0: loved a lovely maiden as fair as any old midge and she kept a treacle depot one side of the carlisle bridge of course a treacle depot being um you know a brothel yes
1: <laughs>
0: <So>.
1: <laughs> and then and then another man can court in his um uh he was the twang man and oh no, you know his name was mickey bags uh yeah he com- was a commercial, commercial traveller, <laughs> and he dealt and wrote bones and rags and obviously that, that was a very funny way of a commercial traveler being a, yeah. a fancy way of referring to that but then he took her out to sandy mount to see the waters oh, rise. so sandy
0: mount is still there yeah yeah, yeah. And, and then of course when the twang man took his revenge he he stood in wait near james's gate yeah. so that's still there so yeah okay,
1: so yeah basically it's, it's just carlisle bridge <laughs> oh man, the, the Twang Man's a great song But it's so funny yeah, that the, it steady. ends The Twang Man Basically stabs Mickey Bags And then the last verse of the song is Oh yeah, stay away from the ladies Because you might end up like The Twang Man <laughs> Or you might end yeah. up like Mickey Bags Not stay away from The Twang Man Stay away from the ladies what the, is the is what they're saying <laughs>
0: Well, So they they reckon it was probably a Zosimus song and an awful lot of Zosimus's work, his poetry and his songs. Mm -hmm. They were these... uh, these sort of warnings like they were called kamalias, like, come all you young men and listen to me mm-hmm. you, you always end up like there's loads of these songs uh, throughout like not just Dublin history but Ireland's history like Curtain in the Kitchen and other uh, other song, that they that they they sort of they tell you you know here's a valuable lesson you Now stay away from the stay away from the moths yeah. or if you're a young lady stay away from the fellas because uh, you know you might get dead
1: <laughs> you might get dead. I I think the yeah, curtain in the kitchen probably is uh <laughs> probably doesn't stand up tomorrow modern scrutiny very well at all. It's um but yeah, I that mean, we could drift onto that, but so I would say that yeah, what I would like to see is yes, so we say here's yeah, five streets. So for in twenty twenty one we're gonna recon- we're gonna ask Nassau Street, keep or not, do we want a street yeah. named after the Prince of Nassau, William of Orange?
0: Yeah, that's it. Let's like, have a chat. Do, do people even know that Nassau Street's named after King Billy?
1: They don't, and if they did, because what I mean, because I, I do remember when um councillor Friel was was mayor of Dublin. She, I think that she did invite the Orange Order to to have a march on Nassau Street. I don't oh, that
0: worked out well. Yeah, didn't I think
1: it? I think the, it, it it didn't go ahead, but it, it it started a discussion which led to the Love Ulster march. I think a few years later, which that went well didn't, didn't it? <laughs> didn't, I would say that yeah, because. I actually remember that it was all happened on the news and my mum was in town getting her hair done. And I was and I was like and I think my friends like, Okay, are you worried about your mum? I said, like, No, I'm worried about the Love Ulster lads. My mum's gonna fucking <laughs> go mad on them.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean that's it though. It maybe maybe the good people of Dublin, maybe the good burgers of the capital will decide that, you know, the sash is an absolute bop. It's a proper good song, mm-hmm. and we want to keep Nassau Street. Or maybe they'll decide that Paul McGrath Boulevard is a much better, much better name. Or Twangman Avenue. <laughs>
1: Twangman Avenue, there's, yeah. There's
0: Twangman Avenue, yeah, we could do that, we could do that. I mean, uh, you know, there, there's there's so many choices. Of course, the Irish for Nassau Street, well, there's Shroud Nassau on some of the signs. Yeah. But some of the other signs, some of the older ones, uh, they say Shroud Hub Patrick's Well Street, because there is an old holy well just on the grounds of Trinity College as it edges uh, Nassau Street, associated with St. Patrick, apocryphally. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, we could have Tupper Patrick Street or Patrick's Well Street either, which which would be nice.
1: And you raise a very important point, which is something very close to our hearts in the The renaming of streets gives us another opportunity to, as well, to correct some incorrect kind of Irish, or, to some, or, or also to revisit the idea of maybe actually having Irish names first in some renamings. And...
0: Well, yeah, why wouldn't we? Like, why wouldn't know, we? It's, uh, yeah, I mean, one of the things to bear in mind when it comes to Dublin's history is that there's not an awful lot of the city in which Irish would ever have been the dominant language. Mm-hmm. You know, as a city, it was originally Norse uh, and Danish and then Norman and then English and then eventually Irish in the 20th century. So, I mean, yeah, there's no reason not to, but what are you going to, you know... If you want to reflect the cultural and linguistic heritage of it, there are parts of Dublin where Irish would have been spoken, out in the liberties, just beyond the old city walls. And again, you can see that in some of the place names. You can see that in things like Mullinahack Hack there in hmm. Dublin East, that obviously had an Irish name first. And as you get further out, like Glasnevin, Irish name first, you
1: know, um, there's...
0: Yeah, exactly. The, and a Gluck.
1: Yes. Um so the, the Stony Boher. We think yeah, that batter is a form is, is based on Boher. It
0: is, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah. Boharna Gluck. And of course Boher, um, in its original, original, original sense, Bohar, a place to bring cows across. Mm-hmm. So it was a cow road. Yeah. And and of course that was a cow road right up until the nineteen fifties and sixties, when the cattle marts were still on in Dublin.
1: And um, the cattle marts were attended by a person who I think there would, one of the risks, maybe possibly of a, one of the risks of a public campaign is they might, you might get, I think you would definitely get a Paddy Losty street being suggested. Um, why not? Like He was, like he brought cows into Stoning and then he had a few pints.
0: Yeah, a few. Yeah, a few. A notorious pint man.
1: Notorious pint man. One of Dublin's great pint men. to have fifty pints in a day, or was it twenty pints? I'm trying to remember. Either way, <laughs> he's pouring um, them back.
0: No, it was, it was it was it was thirty on a regular occasion, wasn't it? Thirty pints or more. In a day, and you know, and, and bear think... in mind, and bear in mind, Paddy Losty, Paddy Losty has gone into the cultural sort of repertoire now because a very good photo of him existed in a book about Dublin pubs that was tweeted by John Garretty of the website Publin. Yes, and he became associated with the, the the visual of the pint man. But it's very important to remember that he was one of Dublin's celebrated pint men, and that there were many many people like him who who would um who would you know drink. Like hundreds of points over a weekend, and that's what they're famous for. And, and is and and is it fitting in Dublin that we name a street after them? Probably,
1: I think. And you know, and, and being totally serious, that like streets don't have to be named after people who like people, great people who've done amazing things or who've who've done kind of a, who are world leaders or things. There's a real argument for naming streets after ordinary people who were part of the, of an area's of a local area's cultural heritage. And Paddy Losty was is kind of an unknown soldier figure of. A, a Dublin way of life um, that does deserve to be remembered.
0: I think. I think just put a statue of Paddy Lusty, um on Stony Batter on the way up to um, Heinz's pub. Um, yeah, I think that. I think. I think do that. Like do that in statues. And I think some of the some of the approaches to statuary over the last. 20 or 30 years has been has been absolutely brilliant moving away from this great man narrative of history yeah. and moving into this sort of you know we can we can celebrate the ordinary people like have you seen Mishnach uh, the statue up in Ballymun of a young woman on a horse?
1: I I, I, have, I remember this at the time when it came out, because I think at, I, I remember at the time there was a yeah, discussion that, uh, but it, I, I, it's a very powerful statue.
0: Yeah, but like, that's the thing, like, you can't do it with a street name, because mm-hmm. if, you, if you go Paddy Losty Street, you ignore all of the other great pint men of Dublin. But, mm-hmm. you know, Mishnach, it's a statue. It's one of many young people from Ballymon who who were part of that area and part of the tapestry that makes Ballymun Ballymun. So they chose this one image of one young woman on one horse, but it's, it's everyone, it's everyone Mm. who grew up there and it's everyone who belongs there. And it's everyone who, who has a connection with the place and it's brilliant. And like, how can we, how can we make our street names better reflect, you know, where we are right now? It certainly isn't by hanging on to things like, you know, uh, Candon street. Yeah. Great. I love Camden Street, but it's named after a former Lord Lieutenant of Ireland,
1: you know. And we also need to discuss another practical issue, which is that that street is bananas. That it's, it's one long street with five or six names. I'm not changing that. You can't change that. I'm not changing. Justice for Wexford Street.
0: Justice for so, Wexford Street. It was easier to tell where Wexford Street ended and Camden Street began when we had the Wexford Inn. Yeah. But the Wexford Inn is gone. And, and unfortunately now it's kind of guesswork, you know, is it Mm -hmm. Wexford street? Is it Camden street? Does it matter if you get in a taxi and ask to go to Wexford street? Are you going to, are you going to get there? Like Hmm. Camden street's close enough. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It is, it's bananas, but I suppose it obviously comes from the fact that like these streets used to be very, very different and they didn't used to connect to each other. But then when we started to widen the thoroughfares, it just became one long boulevard and yeah look it's great like you can walk down one street from dame street all the way to the canal but it Mm. has five or six different names i don't know the more names the better dude i think
1: I think I suppose I guess I'm just yeah I I'm just thinking of the practicality of it and that is it's one one long L Street with several names and it I guess at least some people would find it a little untidy but yes if if the names mean something then then have them if they if they don't mean anything then you know it's it's something that it could be part of this the city's en- engagement with itself to consider that you know we have just one long you know um, one long high street and. <laughs> <laughs> Is he dead long enough? I'm, I'm <laughs> I don't not think sure. I don't think he'll ever be dead long enough. <laughs> I, I think I, I think his I think his saint Henry may have passed actually. I you mention it, but yeah, no, I have a feeling born in, born in Castlebar
0: in 1925.
1: Okay, so five Jeez. years. Five years before yeah. we can we can reevaluate that. The, the I mean, Hotties, he's played... legacy? He's been played by Aidan Gillen, so maybe he, that's enough for him.
0: <laughs> I just can't wait for Aidan Gillen Street, man. Just. <laughs> It's Ireland's indeed, greatest actor.
1: It's something else. Uh, Patter. thank you so much for joining me today for this discussion. And for all of you listening in who are living on the island of Ireland in the Republic or in the North, it's probably no harm looking at your local county or city council's approach for naming streets. Um, is it something there's public consultation on? Do they have rules for how long after a person's death yeah, or I not? think
0: that's a, that's a, it's a good idea. It's a good idea. And it, and it really shows that you can actually... Have a meaningful level of civic engagement, and eventually, we know what the end goal is—a um, Darach O'Shea Street in every town and city <laughs> on the island.
1: Well, uh, <laughs> I'd s- <laughs> I'd settle for I'd settle for one in Rathfarnham.
0: Um, that'll do that'll do yeah that's where your legacy will be felt
1: well, or failing that you know I think if they're going to name if they're going to rename a street now they could rename the, no, that's, Rathfarnham is is fairly okay with the place names we never, we have a white church road and there was a white church at that at one point there was a
0: white church in Rathfarnham there's a yellow house in Rathfarnham it's not exactly the land of imagination are <laughs> <We're> very factual
1: <laughs> absolutely explains
0: why you won awards for non-fiction to be honest with you. <laughs> you know
1: Padre, thank you for joining me today. And until the next time, slalom Show. Sure. And a slalom show. Sure. Mind yourselves. Do you want to do an outro? Yeah, sure.
0: Cool. Reminder that Mother Folklore comes out every Friday on the Headstuff Podcast Network and is available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Please rate, share and review. And if you're interested in supporting Mother Folklore, we have a Patreon. You go to patreon.com forward slash Darroch and you can help us. Create podcasts and get access to exclusive live episodes, Q&As with the content creators, discounts on the artwork of the amazing Kirsten Scheel, and so much more. So if you want to support Mother Folklore into the future, it is patreon.com forward slash Derek. Our thanks as always to Brian for producing and to Kirsten for the amazing artwork. And we'll see you on Ina Shahogan next Friday. Sloan.
1: This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network.